Hello, everyone, and welcome to our fifth podcast in our national conversation series about customer service in the U.S. I'm Denise Waiters with J.D. Power, and with me today is Blake Morgan. Blake has been called the queen of customer experience. She is an author, an adjunct professor for Rutgers Executive MBA program. She's the host of the Modern Customer Podcast, and she's known as a customer experience futurist expert. These are just a few things that describe today's guest, Blake Morgan. Thank you for joining me today, Blake. Thank you. It's really, really good to be here. And we were just chatting before we started recording the show that so many brands, like if they get the JD Power Award, it just means so much to them. So I will say congratulations to you for starting the customer service conversation early, being ahead of your time, and recognizing the brands that are doing the good work. Yeah, yeah, we're excited about that. So listen, I appreciate your agreeing to participate in this conversation. And like you said, next month, we're going to be publishing our first ever cross-industry customer service journey study. And we do want to highlight those brands that are doing well. And so with this study, we've gathered tens of thousands of customer feedback responses for over 100 brands and across, I think, 12 or 13 industries. And we've also sliced this customer feedback by channel. So we're looking at the assisted channels like the customer, like the contact center and the retail in-person experience. And we're looking at the digital channels like the company's mobile app, their website, their text and social media channels. So we're really excited about what this study will reveal because, Blake, as you know, customer expectations are on the rise, especially after COVID. And many companies are struggling to, to keep pace. So the basis of this study and... and um, Many of the things that we do at J.D. Power is that a good experience anywhere influences expectations everywhere. So we believe that whether a customer is making a hotel reservation or renewing their auto or health insurance or simply changing their cable or Internet plan, they should be made to feel like they are valued. And the experience should be simple and seamless and require minimal effort. And when customers don't feel valued, or if the process is not simple or seamless or requires more effort than they wanted to exert, they'll simply take their business elsewhere. So th that's what we found from our data. So, so Blake, you have a phenomenal background in the customer experience industry. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background with an emphasis on what it means to be a customer experience futurist expert? I was so lucky that in 2006, I basically fell into this incredibly interesting space of customer experience, and I never looked back. And I've had the opportunity to be a customer experience practitioner at a Fortune 100 tech company. I've done my own thing, had my own company. Um, I've been creating content for many, many years on Forbes and other places just about it is, like you said, so important that we make customers feel valued. And in increasingly, the experience is the product. It's not the product because all products are essentially commodities. The only thing that makes brands stand out is how they make customers feel, is the experience. And so I've been doing this for about 10 years, doing the speaking, and I have a podcast called The Modern Customer. And... Now I'm doing more and more keynotes where companies bring me in to be the headliner and say, hey, let's get inspired. This is important. Let's wake up. Why is this important? 
So increasingly, I've seen my role change from a journalist to a motivator and a business fitness trainer because so many of us were just asleep um, and customer service now is front and center as the customer service world has moved toward digital. Um, practitioners are facing very difficult times with declining customer experience quality, disruption from technologies like generative AI, really challenging economic headwinds. And so practitioners, especially in customer experience, are facing pressure to show their value to the organization. And so I realize my role is to help them do that. And often people come up to me and they say, thank you, Blake, I've taken your research or your stories and I've shown them to my own teams. And so I am actually in service to practitioners who just need help. They need help, they need money, they need resources, they need confidence, they need all those things and I'm in service to them. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank for sharing your background. So let's talk about the Modern Customer podcast that you just mentioned. What does the modern customer look like? I think the modern customer just has high expectations. Maybe they're busy, they, they're working, they're working on their phone, they're dropping their kids off at soccer. They expect things to meet them. They expect experiences to meet them where they are. They expect the brand to remember where they were, what they're doing now, where they might need to go. Because we all know these technologies exist, but companies have been slow to enact these technologies around the customer because most brands don't build around what's better for the customer. They often make the decision based on what's best for their own brand in the short term. And so the modern customer is used to these delicious digital customer experiences that are getting from Netflix and Amazon and Apple and, and Hulu and Peloton and they're comparing the experience that they have with your brand to these digitally native, compelling customer experiences. So every brand needs to be thinking about how they're building with the customer in mind and thinking about how they're talking to the modern customer every day, how they're taking customer feedback and turning that into fixes to the, pro to the product, to the experience. And so it's this cycle, it's this mindset the modern customer expects the modern brand to be in the, in the headspace of the customer experience mindset, which means the employees never rest on their laurels. They're always excited, passionate about how they can add value to the customer's life, how they can reduce stress for the customer at every step. And that's essentially what the modern customer experience is. Every decision Every meeting, the customer is present and the company is thinking about, well, how will this impact the customer? Of course, if we take a step back, we peel back a layer, it starts with the employee. Because an employee that can't do their job effectively, that absolutely impacts the customer experience. So now the conversation around, well, who's the modern employee? What do they need? That has a direct impact on being able to serve the modern customer. That's, that's a great, those are great examples because I, I think you're right when you, when you talk about what's happening with the customer, you have to include the employee in that same conversation because your employees are the ones that engage with the customer. So it's important to make sure that those two factions are in sync. So I, I think that was a great example. Thank you for sharing that. So Blake, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see companies make when trying to execute on the customer experience? 
think the biggest mistake is short-term thinking by leadership, being too obsessed with the rules and the the short-term returns. And I think that the hardest thing about being a leader today is being able to, in your mind, balance short-term expectations with long-term strategies. Most leaders don't do this well, but increasingly leaders need to be able to see around corners. And an example of this is Peloton. Um, During the spring of 2020, like so many others, I bought a Peloton bike. I still use that bike and treadmill and classes. I love their content. It's very engaging. Peloton had a huge boom during COVID. Their stock price and sales increased like crazy. Um, Their valuation was $50 billion during COVID, but they didn't see around corners. They didn't see the long-term, what happens when COVID ends? Are people going to return their bikes? And when they were making all this money, they started buying up so many things. They bought a factory to build bikes faster. That was $400 million. They bought a fitness company, Precore, for $400 million. They hired like crazy. They created a retail line. And they they weren't methodical and thoughtful in their strategy, in their business strategy. So even though they have a compelling customer experience, if you make leadership and management missteps, it can't save your company. And we know that this was not a happy story, Peloton's valuation went from 50 billion to 3 billion and now they're they're struggling to get back on track. And so customer experience cannot save your business from leadership and management missteps. Um, it is so critical that we learn to think long term. We think about all possible scenarios of what can go wrong or what can go right and how are we going to prepare because we know that in our personal lives, everybody listening to this podcast, overnight success does not exist and it really shouldn't exist for companies either. The most, the healthiest growth is slow because if your company has a spike in demand like Peloton, that spike, it's not sustainable to accommodate those customers for the business to scale that quickly. And so actually the customer focused growth is a long-term strategy. It's a slow growth that we can accommodate and sustain over time. So I would say to answer your question, short-termism is the biggest mistake leaders can make. Thank you for sharing that. So let's talk about personalization. What does that mean for the modern customer and how can companies personalize experiences that are more transactional in nature? Personalization, when done well, is not simply marketing to a customer through a series of emails that are quote unquote personalized to them. It's a complete shift in how you build the customer journey because a personalized experience The brand knows where you've been. They don't make you repeat yourself. They know what's going on with you right now, and they have some ideas on what you might need tomorrow. Customers want this. Why would customers want to repeat themselves? For me, the biggest wake-up call for companies of all kinds uh, that they need to go through a digital transformation is the clipboard because we've all had that experience of going to the healthcare office and we're handed a clipboard and we know what that's going to be. That's going to be filling out a ton of data that the company should already have on, on the customer and it's not a good experience. And so everybody listening to this podcast, what's your version of the clipboard? 
Today, technology, machine learning, and AI, we have the ability to really plow through information and figure out what's happening with the customer, what they should need. This is table stakes at this point. And privacy, I mean, if you don't know what your customers want as far as privacy, you have to ask them, what are you comfortable with? Is it uncomfortable for you to hear about XYZ from us? And so you won't know your stance on privacy unless you also talk to your customers. What are you comfortable with? It's like a, a relationship with a with a friend. You can't start talking about something very personal with a friend unless you have been given permission to, to talk about that topic. And it's the same for a customer in a relationship with a business. We have to talk to our customers to understand what they expect from us and what they would like or not like. That, that, that's very good because uh, you're right. There's such a thin line between personalization and privacy. So I, I think you hit it right on the head there. The clipboard is really a good segue into the next question. So what role does technology play in the customer experience? We're no longer doing manually writing in the data with our pens and pencils, but we're actually using technology. So how, what has that done for the customer experience? A good customer experience is like when a company gets its pipes improved. The customer would never see inside the walls of the company, but they just know that things are running very smoothly. And that's the beauty of good technology. The customer might not even know that you've gone through this digital transformation. They just know the experience is much more seamless and zero friction than in the past. And so now we have technology to constantly be looking at data and analytics to understand, at least for contact center agents as well, like what is going on with the customer. For leaders, what is going on with the contact center? Should we be investing more in operational efficiency? Should we be investing more in digital transformation? And so technology can give you insights into where the gaps are and also how you can solve them. Technology for technology's sake is not ideal. I recently wanted to change a flight with my airline and I was very excited to see that they had a chat bot to help me. The chat bot popped up and said, hey, I'd be happy to help you here. And I said, oh my gosh, it's so great. This big airline is becoming more tech savvy. I went to fill out the information on the chat bot. The chat bot just closed randomly and that was a terrible experience. So we can't just get excited for technology just because it's new, because we it's a shiny new object. We have to think about the customer journey. We actually have to walk through the customer journey ourselves and say, is this technology adding value? And inside the company, unless employees believe in what you're doing, employees don't have to use the technology you provide to them. So I think it's that constant conversation with the CTO among the different business units. The CTO that knows they have two ears and one mouth for a reason. They have to be listening. And so the technology strategy should be methodical and slow. And we can't just rush toward generative AI and all these things just because people are talking about it. We have to think, what are the implications of using these technologies? And are they actually moving the business forward and creating efficiencies? All right. So, so Blake, you've written a couple of books. Tell us a little about your latest book, The Customer of the Future. The Customer of the Future was my second book. I'm actually writing a 
third book right now on customer-focused leadership because through that book, The Customer of the Future, what's happened is the customer experience conversation has up-leveled into the boardroom. So now increasingly, CEOs care about customer experience and it's on their agendas. And so The Customer of the Future really talked about the psychological, technological, and other aspects of customer experience strategy But now we've moved beyond that to, okay, customer experience is now at the leadership level. So what are the implications of that for leaders? How do we create a customer-focused leader? What does that mean for them? So The Customer of the Future, again, my second book, a segue into what's happening now, which is really the leadership conversation. So what... If we're to up-level the customer experience conversation, which is traditionally around contact centers and customer service, if we up-level that, if we broaden it, what does it look like? Then we start talking about how do you instill the customer experience mindset? Then you start talking about short-term versus long-term profits. Then you start talking about leadership challenges and management challenges. And so I'm excited that the customer of the future really set the stage for this broader conversation around if your chief, if your CEO is your chief customer officer, how does that change the game? If you're not just providing lip service to customer experience, how does that look different at the C-suite level? And so that's what's on my agenda right now. Um, And I'm just so grateful to be able to be writing my third book on this topic because again, this topic is always changing and customer experience today, it's really just business. It's a synonym for business because every company now has to realize that the experience is the product. Yes, I agree. We are actually in an experience economy. I know there have been many books written on the topic and I mean, it's we're actually living in that era. So um, it, everything needs to be an experience. And if it's not, you know, you are kind of falling behind your competitors. So I agree with you on that, Blake. So You know, as I mentioned at the top of our podcast, our cross-industry customer service journey study will be published next month, and the brands are in all types of industries, from financial services, utilities, internet, retail, um, health, hospitality. So just for fun, can you predict which industry or industries might rise to the top? I know this may be a trick question because we don't have the data back, but just, just, just for fun, what do you think? For me, one of the most exciting industries is financial services. We have seen so much disruption in finance in the last 10 years. Um, And I even had the opportunity to go speak in front of the CEO of the Federal Reserve Bank and and his um, different leaders and, and their clients. And one of the things everyone was interested in, which is which is the idea of the super app that like Tencent in China, where you have one app for all of your transactions, for everything, one app, which is Tencent, it's WeChat, and you're, you're making purchases through it. It's your bank, it's your Facebook messenger, it's your everything. And so now Elon Musk, which we thought at the time he might be the first mover on that um, everything app, he's starting to do that. And he rebranded Twitter to X. And I think that's interesting to see Increasingly, it's the technology wars of who is going to capture more of the customer experience. Um, As far as what industries are doing the most interesting things, in these industries that are not loved by consumers, there's always a shining star like 
Progressive Insurance, that Trisha Griffith is the CEO of Progressive. She quadrupled Progressive Insurance stock in the last six years by doing the things we're talking about in this podcast, by looking at a digital transformation when it comes to the claims process, by pushing the bounds of leadership by really thinking about employee experience. Here's a CEO that sits at the lunch tables and she'll just walk up to a random group of employees and eat lunch with them. This is the type of leadership that is required in our new world. So as far as which industry is going to rise to the top, every industry will be disrupted by technology, but as far as what industry will be disrupted first, I think we'll see these first movers kind of up-level the entire industry, like progressive insurance, like... Maybe what Elon Musk is doing over at X at Twitter. So we'll see. Yes, I'm excited about what the future holds and all the things that people are doing today, all these disruptive companies and how they are elevating the customer experience for their organization, which means it's elevating it for all. So we're in exciting times as far as I'm concerned because I'm so passionate about this, um, this industry. So Blake, I'd like to thank you for participating in our podcast today. And I certainly appreciate you sharing your insight and and hope you will join us again. Thank you so much, Denise. It's really an honor to get to talk to the folks at JD Power to talk to you. And I'm so excited for your report to come out. And I I really look forward to, to reading it and sharing it with my audience, too. Well, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. And to all of our listeners, I want to thank you as well for tuning in. And if you'd like more information on today's topic, please visit us on our website at jdpower.com forward slash business. Till next time.